Welcome back to another episode of Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And today we are joined by the one and only Diane from Shape by Stories Diane on Instagram. Thank you for joining us today. I've been waiting for this, I feel like, for my whole life. If you don't follow Diane already, stop what you're doing leave this episode go follow her and then come back to us so that you can hear why we think she is so amazing and we wanted to have her on for our historical fiction series um, because diane is the queen of historical romance historical mystery and um a little something that i know absolutely nothing about about these bonnet books Yeah, I, I don't know if I would say that I'm the queen of them. I'm sure there are other people who probably deserve that title more, but I am a huge bonnet head, so I will claim that status. I need to know right off the bat, you know, you can tell us all about yourself, but like, I of course, I need to know the definition of what it what does it mean to be a bonnet head? What is a bonnet book? <laughs> Enlighten us. <laughs> I mean, isn't it really like, what it says to you in your heart, you know, like the bonnet lives within, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, for me, it's like I I'm really drawn to like books that have like a Regency setting, Victorian setting, early 20th century setting, like anywhere in that time frame. It's just like a world that is totally removed from ours. And that oftentimes happens to feature bonnets. I think actually the foundation of that for me is the fact that I'm very, very into Jane Austen and always have been. That's yeah. pretty evident after like five minutes of talking to me. So, and, and obviously those are like, I mean, those aren't historical fiction. Like those are set in the time when she was right. writing them. But, but I'm always kind of like sort of like searching for that essence and everything that I'm reading now. If you had to pick between like a classic, like a Jane Austen or a historical mystery romance etc something set like something written now but set in that time period which would you choose I mean for me of course I'm going to say Jane Austen like that that is just yeah that is always going to be like my go-to um that that is the original but you know like even for somebody like me who is a pretty excessive rereader like (laughs) I can't just read like the same six novels over right over again so When did you start reading classics? Because I didn't read Pride and Prejudice until 2018. I actually, one of my friends gifted me a beautiful copy of it for Christmas because she was like, I cannot believe you have not read this book and you are such a big reader. (laughs) Um, And I love, I mean, I obviously love Shakespeare and I've read every single Pride and Prejudice retelling, but I'd never read the original. Right. Um, And... I I definitely think as an adult in my 20s, I had a greater appreciation for it that if I'd read it as a teenager, I don't know if I would have, because I I mean, similarly, I didn't fall in love with Shakespeare until I was in college, but I fell in love with it from the perspective of performance, not reading it, which is obviously how it's meant. So when did you start reading like Austin? Okay, well, I'm a little weirdo. So (laughs) like, you know, take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. I read my first Austen, which was Emma, which is a fairly atypical first. I mean, I think most people start with Pride and Prejudice. I read Emma when I was 11 or 12, and then immediately just like read all of the rest of her books. The second Austen I actually read was Mansfield Park. And for anybody who knows Jane Austen who just heard that, they're probably like, wow, I'm really <laughs> surprised by that. That's definitely, I mean, even for people who are pretty big into Jane Austen, oftentimes they haven't read that one or they've only read it once. So, um, and then, yeah, I just devoured the rest of her her work and 
just never really abated. But even before that, like my favorite books growing up, starting when I was probably, I don't know, like eight or nine were the Anna Green Gables series. Mm-hmm. Like I was obsessed with those books. I'm still obsessed with those books. I think I think my internet persona is most known for my obsession with Gilbert Blythe, <laughs> who is the character from that series. So. I was going to say, I, I had asked diane originally that if she was going to give us some recommendations in this episode that she needed to qualify every recommendation with how many (laughs) gilberts out of 10 each of the love interests in these books are like 10 out of 10 gilberts but then diane was like well i only recommend books that are gonna be 10 out of 10 gilberts so (laughs) it would be a boring scale he is a character that i rate all book boyfriends against like it's just he's he's the ultimate (laughs) so i've never read anne of green gable i know well, I read it. the first one is like really like a kid's book because she's, you know, pretty young when the book starts out and you see her through when she's like 15 or 16. My favorite in the series is Anna the Island, which is the college years book. And it's just, oh God, I can't even talk about it. It's just everything you ever wanted. <laughs> do you think you could read it? Like, could you just pick up one of the later books or do you think you have to read the whole thing to understand it? I th- I'm, I think you could probably start with like book two or three if you if, if that was the only way that you were going to get into it. Um, I mean, obviously, I would prefer people to always start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I think I think with those earlier books, I think you would be pretty confused if you just try to pick up um, like there's eight books in the series. And the very last book is actually about um, Anna's like fully grown. It's about her youngest child <laughs> so I think you'd be like what who is this person oh. <laughs> so wow I never I never knew until we talked about it a couple weeks ago that there were so many books I thought there was just like the one I was having a conversation with Haley which you know we, we all know who Haley is but at this point mm-hmm. um and she was like I love that when you I was obviously telling her to read Lady Sherlock I was like I I've been talking about these books nonstop to Phoebe I know Phoebe's not going to read them but I, I feel like I have a, a chance to get you to read them, Haley. I feel like there's a chance in there. And she just said back to me, she said, I love when that when you love, you love so hard. <laughs> I thought, it's so true. There's only a few things I love with my entire being. One is Akatar, We know that. <laughs> the second one is quickly, quickly becoming Lord Ingram, who I would do. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> who I would do in the sentence. <laughs> Period. That's it. That's There's it. No other, you don't need to see anything else. <laughs> Anyways, before we get there, Diane, what is your favorite sub-genre of historical fiction? Or I guess, what type of books do you gravitate towards? We know what settings you like, but within that setting, what are your favorite kind of plot stories? And please impart some amazing recommendations <laughs> upon us that I have pen and paper ready to write down. So I am definitely somebody who gravitates towards romance and mystery within the, um, you know, the larger group of historical fiction. Um, I'll definitely read like more literary historical fiction as well. Like certainly enjoy those books. But when I'm just want something that's comforting and especially right now when I'm like constantly looking for something to help like quell my anxiety, like these are books that I can always go to because with both romance and mystery. I mean, certainly with contemporary as well, right? Like, you know how it's going to end. <laughs> like, right. It, there's going to be a happily ever after. Things are going to be revealed. You know that you're driving towards something that's going to have a resolution. And um, I, in the year 2020, I really need that in my reading life. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. And I think you said that in your most recent Frolic article, talking about this idea of like, I want to reread because I 
it's not even that I know that my genres are comforting and that there's going to be a happily ever after or there's going to be a mystery solved. But like I, I want to reread my favorites because then I know that that icky middle part or the sticky part, yep. it's like <laughs> I know how long it's going to last. Yep. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. I'm a huge rereader. Like I am the worst about loaning books out. Just number one, because... I always know I'm never going to get them back. But I'm like, I never know when I'm going to need them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> So one of the things I, I did want to say before I give some recommendations is that with all books in particular, I think, but especially when you start talking like anything that's like romance related, the recommendations are really personal. Like I feel like there's a lot of different styles within the world of historical romance and, and within historical mystery. and But especially if we're talking romance, like, we're all attracted to different types of romantic partners. We have different expectations in our relationships. So we have different tastes in romance and what we're looking for and how the romance is portrayed on the page. So like uh, a book that one person is like, I love this couple. I love everything about them. Another person's like, I hated this yeah. book, you know? So it's just really important to keep in mind that, you know, not every book is going to be for every person and that's totally fine. And historical romance in particular is a genre with so many beloved authors, like so many. And the fandom is fierce. Like, I love it. I'm obviously going to miss a lot of heavy hitters. And there's also always new authors coming out that I haven't even read yet. So I can legit guarantee that at some point, someone listening to this episode will be screaming at the name of a romance author that I'm not mentioning. (laughs) And it's just, it's just how it is. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And I think if we haven't said it before, we'll say it again. I... Absolutely. Now that I've kind of done a little bit more of a deep dive into the romance genre and I've and been reading more books, I've been following a lot of authors on Instagram, romance authors, because they they're so good at hyping up their fellow authors' works. Mm-hmm. So if you're new to the genre or you read any of these books that Diane recommends, follow the authors, see what like follow the hashtags, see what else is out there, and you could find yeah. so much more. Yeah. One of the things I also recommend to people who are like, oh, I'm kind of interested in this genre, but I have no idea where to start because there is so much out there, is to pick up one of the novella anthologies. There's actually a ton of Christmas ones out there. (laughs) Sign me up. (laughs) So like if you're looking for historical romance holiday vibes, like it's definitely out there. And that's a really great way to test out a few different authors at once because oftentimes it's like three four sometimes even like five authors all bundled together and you can sort of figure out like oh I like this person's writing style or I really like the types of um, characters that she writes and then you can always go find more of their works so I definitely recommend that genius Um, so one of the series that I definitely want to recommend for people it is probably one of my favorite historical romance series it's the pink carnation series by Lauren Willig I'm so excited because Right before we started, when I was talking to Haley and she told me that I love hard, she also said, uh, I said, you know, Diane's going to be on the podcast. I'm so excited. She said, is she going to recommend the Pink Carnation series? <laughs> it is also Haley's favorite series. Yes, Haley. I know. Like, this is how we became friends. It has her stamp of approval. Like, so this is what we initially bonded over. So, of course, I was going to bring, like, come on, Haley, have some faith in me. <laughs> <laughs> It is set during the Napoleonic Wars during region like in Regency England. So there's some spies and espionage afoot. Ooh. So that's kind of fun. But if you're worried, like if you're like, ooh, this sounds like a kind of boring war historical <laughs> fiction type of book, that's not it at all. Like it's it's in the background. Um, the tone is like very fun and light. It employs this time shifting framing device, which I think is really cool. Where we're mostly in the past with the 
um, with the books, but we also are following along with this modern uh, romantic storyline that is also very satisfying. Mm-hmm. And this, so this is like a series you really do need to read in order. Like I think a lot of romance series you can kind of dip in and out. And even if like, oh, the characters from book one, they're going to get their book and you know, they're going to get their happily ever after in book three or four or whatever. Like it doesn't really matter from a continuity perspective, but this is a series like you, you really do want to start from the beginning. It's probably my top recommendation for anyone who's interested in historical romance, but maybe kind of has like a an idea that all historical romance is sort of like a I can't believe it's not butter commercial, <laughs> you know, like all like all Fabio and stuff. Like they are they're romantic and really I don't know they're heartwarming and they're escapist and they're also just a lot of fun. Um, but they're like also very sort of self aware of the genre itself and the writing isn't like overwrought or like not that there's anything wrong with that. But again, like I think if you have this idea of your head of maybe like the paperback romance novel that you you know, snuck out of your mom's room, <laughs> like when you were a kid, that this is very different. Like the writing style is very different. So definitely recommend. And for anybody who prefers like closed door, the first two or three books in the series are open door. I wouldn't say that the steam is off the charts, but it is open door. But then like after the first few, she just kind of was like, Man, I don't really want to do this anymore. And they just become closed door. So they're also books I recommend for people who are like, I really would like historical romance, but I would like less bodice ripping. Interesting. <laughs> so, I feel like it's usually yeah. the other way around for series. Yeah. Like it starts more yeah. closed. There's one book in particular. I'm going to have to follow up with Haley and see if she agrees with me. There's one book in particular where you're just kind of like surprised that it's closed door because those two characters, if anybody was going to have an open door book, you would expect it to be them. Oh. <laughs> so like you are kind of reading it and going, wait a minute. <laughs> What's going on here? For anybody who is more interested in like the kind of the Wild West sort of situation for your historical romance, Beverly Jenkins, like you cannot go Mm. wrong with her. And um, she she has a ton of backlist titles. Like I read a lot of Beverly Jenkins like in the 90s when I was a teenager. Um, But one of her more recently published series is this Old West series. The books are forbidden tempest and breathless yes and the first two in the series like they're open door but they're pretty tame and it's like she was saving it all up for book three <laughs> so, like, i love that oh that makes me more excited okay um courtney milan i have to recommend courtney milan i feel like she is a romance author that doesn't get a lot of play especially on bookstagram what i love about her is just I think her entire approach to historical romance is just really unique and different. And she often features characters that are more diverse and often outside of the typical aristocracy. Like she definitely has her fair share of wealthy dukes and such because, you know, (laughs) it's part of the genre, but she also goes beyond that. And like her most recently published book features a hero who does happen to be a duke, which sounds pretty standard, but he's also Chinese. So that is definitely not the stereotype. And she's just... I don't know. I just I love her writing style. I love the way that she brings characters together. I think um, Phoebe, for you in particular, I know that like historical fiction isn't necessarily your thing. But if you did want to dip your toe in, I think that Milan would really vibe with you because Mm. she the way especially that she uses like intimate scenes in her books as like part of the plot and part of the character development. Yes. So like her approach to the steam is very much about like characters demonstrating trust. It's part of how they're communicating with one another. It's oftentimes like them sort of like working through things together. And I obviously don't think that that is like necessary, like in a romance. I think it's totally great that there are romances out there where, you know, any sex on the page is just like, it can just be fun and it can just be like right out the gate. And that's great. My personal preference is more for books where if there is, um, if it is open door that it is, 
part of like the narrative of the two characters yeah um, that's that's just like what I personally prefer in a book so I think the way that she the way that she uses those moments is um is really unique and I, I just I love her writing style and I also like that she oftentimes writes about hard topics I mean it's still romance and it's still fun and you're still getting your happily ever after but she does go into things that I think are a little bit different than what you would oftentimes see in in historical romance and um, so like definitely you do want to do a little bit of like probably trigger warning content warnings for some of her books before you dive in um it's never like anything on the page but it's like things to be aware of mm-hmm. I think oftentimes people think like oh romance it's like nothing hard is going to come up and that's just yeah. like not the case <laughs> right that's um, that's really good to know because I it's so Ashley and I were talking about this earlier I can't separate it's my actor brain I can't separate understanding why two people are in a situation I'm like I don't if it if it doesn't believe if it's not believable then why are we here like what's the point right. um so that's good I will I will uh, take note to uh, check her out yeah i'm excited for her does she have a series or standalone she has multiple series okay. she does she writes a lot of novellas which i love because she'll oftentimes she'll have like a prequel novella she'll have like novellas in between about some other side characters and i love it when authors do that one of her um one of her novellas in the worst saga is actually also part of an anthology i think it's called hamilton's battalion and that one has, I think Rose Lerner has a story in it, and Alyssa Cole has a story in it Ooh, as well. We love so, Cole. like, they all they all like teamed up together to do that, and it's also I I haven't read I haven't read all of it. I've I've read Alyssa Cole's story and I've read Courtney Milan's story. I need to read um I need to read the first story in that anthology. But that anyway, awesome. so like it's it's so fun to see like how many of them like work together and have yeah. like the connections to each other and um. Yeah, that's that's part of what I love about it. Which, speaking of Alyssa Cole, I also want to recommend her Loyal League series, which is her historical romance series that's set in the civil during the Civil War. Ooh. So again, like espionage, romance, adventure, like these are the books for you. Um, I love all three of the books in this series, but probably my favorite is the second one, A Hope Divided, because it is basically one of my favorite types of romance, which is what I call nerds in love, <laughs> and so like. <laughs> I'm very into that. The The heroine is a healer. Um, and basically, she's basically like a doctor in this era. Like she has a laboratory where she's like distilling stuff and making medicine. Um, and there's some serious forced proximity in this book. Oh. So if that is your thing, like highly recommend. What about a historical mystery that you would recommend? So one that I love to recommend to people who are what I would call bonnet, just sort of like tip dipping the toe into the the waters of the bonnets. You know, you're sort of bonnet curious, I would say, is the Veronica Speedwell series by Deanna Rayborn. This is a historical mystery series that's set in Victorian England. And the lead character, this is my catnip, she's a lady scientist. I just love that. And she is a, I'm never going to be able to, I never pronounce this correctly. She's a lepidopterist, which means that she studies butterflies. And... There are currently five books in the series, and I thought the author was done because the way that book five ends is very satisfying, but there's another one coming out next year, and I'm sort of freaking out. I'm very excited. Um, this is one of those series. So the the way that historical fiction typically, um, historical mysteries typically work, like oftentimes, you know, there's like each book you can read on its own, but there's definitely sort of like an overarching like kind of character development, at least in the series that I tend to favor. Um, and, and this is definitely... Um, a series that falls into that category so there is a slow burn like capital slow burn romance which is my jam and you're just like 
the whole time you're just like would you two just get together <laughs> it starts to drive you crazy i really thought that that uh, wasn't gonna be my thing until the the slow burn that is the lady sherlock series oh man and now i'm like it, it's painful but it's like so satisfying in how painful it is the longing i just i can't i'm just like oh the longing you two just come on <laughs> It is. It is my favorite. Um, the tone of the series is really light and fun. So it's very easy to get into. It's very accessible. So for anybody who's like, I, I kind of want, I'm curious about historical fiction, but I'm just worried that the language and the setting will be too much for me. This is, these are books that anybody can get into. Um, honestly, some people have criticized them. Like if you go on Goodreads, a lot of the people who don't like the series have said that they don't like it because it's not historically accurate because Veronica is like very modern. And I'm just like, okay, well, it's also a historical mystery series. It's probably not accurate for like amateur sleuths to just like happen across dead bodies and then like solve right. the crime. I think that all the time. I'm like, you're, you're just like allowed to pick up evidence in the middle of a crime scene and like tamper with it and like just kind of <laughs> go on with your day yeah like none of that is realistic so you know if she she's like very feminist um i i love everything about her character i can't wait i think that that is going to be my next obsession my next diane is converting me to a bonnet head <laughs> thing like that's how that's the next one I, I don't think it'll be like a series that you become as obsessed with, but it'll be like a good, it'll be like a good transition kind of coming. Well, I have, I have to wait a year for the next one. So of the next of the Lady Sherlock series. So it's yep. like, I've got to do something. And if I can't watch a bunch of period pieces on like Netflix and whatever, like, I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to live for the next year. I just don't really know how it's going to go. <laughs> Well, another series that you might want to check out, this is actually a YA historical mystery series. It's called um, The Agency by Y.S. Lee. And there's actually like a lot of really fun historical fiction YA out there, which I just love. Um, This series is also set in Victorian England. And the main character is Mary Quinn, who, wait for it, is a member of an all-female undercover investigative (gasps) unit called The Agency. So I love her. Very, very good. And it's like, under like the guise of kind of like a boarding school which i love those vibes mm-hmm. like any kind of boarding mm-hmm. school anything setting i'm like sign me up and one of the things that i personally really love about these books is that mary is half chinese and so her fear of like that knowledge getting out and just like watching her navigate her sort of like limited options um both as a woman and just like having that knowledge of her background in society at this time like i think it's very well done and like for me I don't often get to see lead characters in historical fiction who have a similar background to me. So mm-hmm. when I when I first read these books, like I really latched onto them. I was like, I wish that I would have had these books when I was like 15 or 16. I would have been just so obsessed with them. Plus for anybody who um, does like to see like an actual historical figure show up, like there's some stuff with like Queen Victoria and things in these series. So that's also really fun. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I mean, you know, I love my royals. <laughs> I'm so inept at like royal terminology anything i had to ask diane like what is a duke what is a lord (laughs) what are their relationships like i'm very confused i find out that like some lords aren't even real lords they just like get that name and title i'm like (laughs) yes that's still to this day some of my favorite voice messages that i ever got to leave for you (laughs) okay and this is what a courtesy title is it was really like just peak diane (laughs) When I try to describe Lady Sherlock to Phoebe, it comes out like, well, he's a lord, but like, he's not really a lord, but like, then his brother, like, I just, I have such a hard time keeping track of it. I don't know. All right. 
I think we really need to address the elephant in the room. I like, let's talk about Lady Sherlock. <laughs> okay, good. I thought you'd never ask. I th- I'm, I'm really concerned that if we don't start talking about the series, like Ashley is just going to melt. <laughs> <She can't laughs> I, I really can't because like, guys. She read it to me over Marco Polo the other <laughs> night. And she was like, you don't care about this, but I'm going to read seven pages more. You still don't care, but here's 14 pages. And you really don't care, but I just read an entire chapter for you. <laughs> So the Lady Sherlock series is by Sherry Thomas, and this is a historical mystery series with a gender-flipped Sherlock Holmes. So instead of Sherlock Holmes, we have Charlotte Holmes, the Lady Sherlock. And what is so amazing about this series is like, okay, you have this amazing Victorian setting. It has so many memorable characters, all of them like well-rounded, like none of them are one-dimensional. We've got feminism. We've got all the plot twists you could want. And okay. This book, these books, people, they are so sexy based purely on the world's most painful slow burn romance. Like there's no steam in these books, none. And you will still feel like you need to lay down on your fainting couch. Like, Do you have a fainting couch, Diane? I, in my imagination. Oh, okay. Time. Lord Ingram, who is a love interest in these books, he's the perfect man. He's like 11 out of 10 Gilberts. He's like... <laughs> He is the scale. He is so, so good. Like, I I can't. I I mean, at this point, I feel like it's pretty clear what my type is. Um, (laughs) And, and like, my type is Lord Ingram. His full name is Ingram Ashburton. And Charlotte calls him Ash. And I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, me projecting, like, his name (laughs) also, like, being my name or what. But I don't know. It's It does something for you. It's just so unbelievably satisfying. Like, it's it's the restraint for me, really. That's what it is. He's so he's so tightly controlled, and he like my favorite types of heroes are like either I love a cinnamon roll or I love like a stern honorable man, and he is like the perfect mashup of both of those. And yes. it's just it's just like everything you ever wanted. And what I love about the series is that. Oftentimes in a slow burn romance, like it's a very much a nature, like the nature of it is that either the two characters both are into each other, but they just won't talk to each other about it. Or it's like one character is into the other one and the other person is kind of like getting around to it, right? Like I feel like those are like the two pretty classic ways yeah. that that trope is oftentimes handled. And what makes makes it even like more blissfully painful in this series is how like from the very beginning, they're both like, like yeah like we want each other yeah we're like in love with each other but also like we're not going to be together and you're just like oh my god but his reasons for it are so good that you're just like all your reasons for this like make me love you even more I can't (laughs) and I feel like another part that makes it so satisfying is you are inside both Charlotte and Ingram's Mm -hmm. heads so like you hear him uh, when he's talking about her in his own head it's just so satisfying the way that he talks about her uh, it's just it's phenomenal these are like the perfect books i i love the series it's like sherry thomas crawled into my brain it was like what would diane like would she like like this amazing slow burn romance yes would she like a victorian setting of course she would would she like a sherlock spinoff yes because i live for that um this is just it's not a series that's going to be for everyone like you know like ashley yeah. you and i've talked about that like it is fairly specific so it it's not going to be something that everyone will love. But if I would say like, if you're already into bonnet books, 
give it a shot. If you're already into like historical mysteries, give it a shot. If you're not into those things, but you do like Sherlock, maybe give it a shot. But if none of that sounds appealing to you, then you're not going to like these books, despite everything we have to say about the amazingness of Lord Ingram. And he's probably not even going to be everybody's perfect man. But wow, he's pretty perfect to me. (laughs) I know. I know. And more importantly, he's the perfect like absolute perfect match for Charlotte who's the protagonist and like yeah. that is what makes it so magical is like watching the two of them together you just they're just like uh it's like the ultimate ship like Diane said it is 100% a niche market for this book series but if you have one of those three things like if anything at all about the series is something that you're already somewhat you already somewhat enjoy i just say go for it because i own i mean i had never read a bonnet book before um setting is like not a big thing for me in books uh I'm way more about the characters I love a character driven novel and uh but I'm I'm obsessed with Sherlock anything I mean my dog's name is Watson (laughs) and uh and so that was like the hook for me and I am so happy like I would never this is unlike anything I've ever recommended I think before um, but I love it with like my whole heart and it's great characters. I think I, another thing that I really appreciated about the series, and I think maybe this speaks to more than just this series and, and some of the other books that you've recommended to Diane is, um, how flawlessly Sherry Thomas is able to weave in this great commentary on, feminism on Mm -hmm. the roles of gender and um what society expects of us and it's just she does it so flipping well i mean her writing is just so good like it's very crisp and like i feel like every sentence she writes is like with a purpose and i will say like if anybody's listening to this and they're like okay i want some more like romance uh recommendations or some more historical mystery recommendations or kind of like the idea of the ya like let me know because there are so many of them out there. Like I could have easily rattled off like a hundred other titles in all three of those genres because that they're, they're out there. Um, but you know, we just got to focus in time. On, yeah, exactly. There's only, there's only so much time. Um, I mean, I know like everybody's really excited about the Bridgertons, which is coming to Netflix in December. And that's based off of Julia Quinn's like most famous series. So um like I, I know when it, when you posted about that, I was like, Diane, will I like this? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I think probably the this show will probably be a better fit for you yeah. than the books. Um, I really want you to read some Courtney Milan because sort of like I for sure will. I, I, well, do you have any any last thoughts? Any other? recommendations to impart upon us i don't think so i mean like i said there's so much out there totally depends on your taste there there's a series that isn't my favorite because the heroes are a little bit more on the um i I like a cinnamon roll hero and the heroes in the series tend to be like more on the opposite side of that spectrum but i definitely recommended that series to alex from commas and carbs because like she's kind of here for that energy and so she's like sign me up you know what i mean so i think that's what's so great about just this whole genre is that there's so much out there and it's not like I think anybody who has an idea of like oh this is exactly how these books are may possibly be based off some preconceived notions or some stereotypes from you know books from the 80s and it's like there's a lot more to it now um one site that I would recommend for anybody especially with uh historical romance in particular is uh smart bitches trashy books because that is a website that is 
all about like talking about romance, but very much from like this feminist perspective and like the way that they recommend books and the way that they talk about them is it's like you will get like a pretty good sense for whether a book is probably going to be for you or not based off of the way that they review books. Um, Also, oddly enough, like NPR, like, listen, if NPR, if NPR book review people tell me to read historical romance, I'm going to read it. (laughs) So They... Uh, Lady Sherlock for the d- yep. drink every time you um, hear me mention it. Um, <laughs> they recommend it NPR. Isn't that how you found it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I saw yeah. it. It was like on one of their best books of the, of the year roundup. I was like, okay, I'm doing this. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for all of this, for talking with us. It was a delight. Diane, where can everybody find you? Um, I am on Instagram at Shape by Stories Diane. And that is where I live. If anybody, <laughs> if anybody listening to this is like, I want more recommendations, feel free to DM me. In particular, if anyone's like, you know what I really want to read now? I'm really dying to get into Jane Austen. Like, let me know. <laughs> I am more than happy to help you pick one of her novels based off of your like personal tastes. Jane Austen concierge service. Like, that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great that service. That sounds like a, like a, um, like a monthly book box. Like the Jane Austen, the Austin concierge. It wouldn't, it wouldn't last a It year. wouldn't last very long. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to work on the marketing behind this because I find it to be genius. <laughs> uh, well, big thanks to Diane. If you enjoyed today's episode of Read It or List It, please um, head over to our Instagram and share your thoughts. Go give Diane a follow. And as always, uh, stop by Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and a rating. It helps us continue to bring Read It or List It to you week after week. You can also stop by readandwrite.com or shelflovebookblog.com for links to any of the books that Diane has recommended or any of the other books that we mentioned in this episode, as well as a link to Diane's podcast, Shaped by Stories. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at Read It or List It Pod. All rights reserved 2020.